This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at an exciting weekend of V8 supercar action from Queensland Raceway. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, three races on the weekend saw Craig Lowndes take three wins and three pole positions. It was almost the perfect weekend. We've had a uh, sensational weekend. It's, uh, the car has been working extremely well from the outset. And, uh, you know, really, I've been comfortable in the car. And, of course, yesterday was a different format, a little bit unknown for everyone. We sort of got our head around it. It was sort of a, uh, a great to have a mix of sort of almost sprint racing and then, of course, today the, the more the enduro side of it. But, uh, really, for me, I was... Um, uh, unsure of what, what's happening with Jamie on the start line, but uh, it gave me obviously a little bit more freedom to uh, make sure I got away to a good start, and uh, which I did, and then of course uh, tried to manage a gap to Tim again like I did in uh, leg one yesterday. So it's, uh, it was a great day for us, great strategy for the team, and uh, you know, really we had some swift uh, pit stops. Uh, last one was a little bit close with Tim, but uh, when we put obviously our new tyres on it, uh, you know, the, the, the car balance came to us and uh, really, uh, you know, all we, all we had to do was make sure we were on the black stuff and, uh, no, and make no mistakes, which we did. Roland Dane spoke about his team and how Craig Lowndes' performance this weekend was one of the best ever. From, uh, from Craig's point of view, that was one of his best ever weekends with us, un- undoubtedly, and he was uh, quick all weekend um, and he didn't really put a foot wrong, so... Uh, it, it was an exceptionally good, uh, exceptionally good weekend. Craig always goes, always goes well at Phillip Island and Bathurst, uh, but it's, uh, I think it's a real uh, now, yeah, lift for his championship to have gone so well, so well here in the in the lead up to those two events. Yeah. In second place on Sunday was a very happy Tim Slade, who backed up some great pace on Saturday with another second place in the first leg of in race 16 and a third place in race 17 to really cement home his position at the top end of the V8 supercar field. But he did it without his team owner on site. Yeah, well, uh, there's actually a couple of people who usually come to the races that aren't here. My my mum and uh, and stepdad are overseas the same time as James and his wife Debbie went overseas as well. And James has actually gone over. He, uh, he supports young Mitch Evans and he's gone over um, for a bit of a a holiday and uh, as well to watch him at uh, at spa next weekend so been sending uh, a few texts through and um and he he and and deb actually rang me last night to you know wish me uh well wish me luck for today and, and congratulations from yesterday so uh, <laughs> might have to keep him away i think the gap at the end was 1.1 seconds it was never more than two seconds but with about eight to go it was down to 0.8 was there any chance you thought at that point yeah i might just snare this trophy i'm after the p1 spot yeah, I guess ever ever since um, you know the first race yesterday, I felt uh, I had as good a car, if not better. Um, you know, maybe at the the sort of start to, to middle of the stint, but seemed to just use up our, our front tyres a little bit. Um, you know, towards the end of the stint, whereas their cars seemed to sort of keep trucking along. So, unless um, you know, so I was thinking, unless Craig made a mistake, then uh, I, you know I didn't think would would actually be able to get to him. Shane Van Gisbergen, Tim Slade's teammate, also had a good run, finishing third on Sunday. 
Slade obviously showing that the Stone Brothers Racing team has got some pace this year and Van Gisbergen is now having to chase his teammate. Done a great job the last few races and really been getting quick so now it's my turn to bring myself up to his level but um, we, you know, as Roland said, we really weren't in the hunt this weekend. Those three were a level ahead of all of us and um, I need to sit down with Paul and the other engineers and work out why. We sort of, all weekend we never really... Um, we're, we're there and um, we changed the setup for this morning's qualifying closer to what Tim had been running and um, you know it didn't really suit me feeling wise but it was faster so you know the Wes and uh, Tim are onto a good thing there so I guess I just need to go their way and, and learn to drive it but um, in the race uh, it was pretty exciting early on and then Bridie must have had a, a problem and I was just managing the gap to Dave and James Moffat, but um, if there was a safety car, I don't think I would have had anything for these guys. They were just, um, the pace they had was uh, really good. So, um, you know, we got to work on it. We've got a couple of endurance races coming up, so hopefully Johnny Mac and I can put it together there. We were quite competitive, but it didn't go our way. So, you know, it's been a few bad years at the Enduro, so we're due for something good there. For Jamie Winkup, who finished third in race number 16 and third on race number 17 on Saturday, he was unable to back up his performance on Sunday when a team error caused him to pit before the start of the race. Roland Dane talked about that mistake. Uh, yeah, we made one of the um, the oldest uh, mistakes in motor racing, really, and, uh, and left the... Uh, the the covers on the on the trumpets when uh, when the airbox cover was put on and uh, we're not the first people to do it but uh, uh, it was a very silly mistake <laughs> and uh, but you know at the end of the day we sh- should have probably a better system in place to protect ourselves against that uh, so uh, that needs a little bit of thought to make sure that uh, that we're more rigorous and we've got better systems around that so um, these things happen and. Uh, but you've got to minimise the, the time. So Jamie, yeah, I thought he drove an outstanding race up until a couple of corners to go, uh, really when, um, <laughs> when he probably should have given Rick more room and he'd be the first to, to admit that. But until then, he'd, uh, yeah, he was on the back foot through no, no making of his own. Uh, and there were three guys this, this weekend who were head and shoulders above everyone else in terms of pace, which was uh, Craig and Jamie, but also Tim. Uh, who did an outstanding, outstanding job and uh, of uh, of staying with us and putting pressure on us uh, all weekend. So the three of them were exceptional. It's a shame that Jamie wasn't in that, wasn't in that scrap. And you always had Shane hanging around waiting for a safety car to try and uh, drill everyone at the end, but it didn't quite happen, luckily. Ross Stone from Stone Brothers Racing, who prepare the Slade and Ginsbergen cars, talked about how he saw the weekend. You know, we're running four cars all together with a Fujitsu car, and we've had, had um, with Scott and Alex, we've had everybody on the podium this year, so we're pleased about that. Um, we just got to keep our head down. Uh, we actually want to be getting one of these guys sitting where Lounsey's sitting, and um, that's our target, and we're just going to focus on that and uh, just keep doing the simple things right and and I'm sure we can um, get in there and keep more pressure on. This year we've seen a lot less race wins by pole sitters. Until Craig Lowndes won three races last weekend from the pole, it was only like four other race wins from the first starting grid spot. Roland Dane spoke about why this year has been so much more competitive than previous years. You'd have to look a lot deeper to see you know, what happened on the day. 
and everything. But the the fact is that the the standard in this championship now of of drivers is um, is so high. And we've had you know we've had reason to this weekend. I think somebody's been loafing around from the BCCC, and um, he's yeah that that makes you think that um, you know of comparisons between the two. Uh, and to be honest, there no longer is any comparison. You know, years ago there was, and there just isn't any comparison because the standard of driving here. You saw us do today 65 laps without a safety car. It's quite outstanding that uh, the drivers, you know, all of them put on a put on an exceptional show of uh, of skill um, at a what can be, you know, it can be a pretty um, uninteresting circuit sometimes. And uh, and yet they you know they stayed focused and everything. I think that's uh, uh, that's a, really is a um, a measure of the of the stand of the championship and the uh, despite the the odd screw up by um, by one or two teams in their preparation the the um, the standard of uh, reliability and everything in championship is exemplary. So when you put those things together, you've got a very tight grid and a second or so covering covering everyone. Uh, it comes down to a start, etc., as well, and some of the races and things. So I'm not surprised that um, that you're getting a, uh, you know, you're not just getting a pole man uh, run, running a, running away with it. When you put all those things to, together and you see the standard that we're operating at, uh, etc., it doesn't surprise me. Plenty more coming up on Inside Motorsport in the weeks ahead. We look at Formula Ford and the Fujitsu Series next week. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.